Welcome to the Two Point Take Podcast. I am your host, Zach Barrier, along with my friend, Lonnie Moore. Uh, just a quick little introduction about me. My name is Zach Barrier again. My favorite football teams are, unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers, uh, Chapel Hill, and, of course, the Tide, baby. Uh, one of my favorite football memories um, was, of course, the year of 2015-16 when the Panthers absolutely destroyed the Cardinals in the NFC Championship. All right, and I'm Lonnie, Lonnie more like Zach here. I am an Alabama Crimson Tide fan. I am hands down Alabama, so we're talking basketball, baseball, football, soccer, all that good stuff, not not just football. Um, I am a Commanders fan. Oh, sorry, our camera is going crazy right now. Yeah. I'm a Washington Commanders fan. Uh, I'm also a former college football staffer. Um, so I have a little bit of an a uh, little bit of an inside perspective when we're going to talk about a lot of things college football, and um, yeah, we're both college students, and this is our yeah. first episode of the show. So we're if you're still listening, we're grateful, and we're sorry about the camera. We'll work, we'll work <laughs> it out by the next episode. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about quite a few things. There's a lot that's happened this week, and there's right. a lot that's going to be happening over the course of the next month. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. That way, you will want to keep listening for future episodes because you're not going to mess out on a lot of this. That's right. So last night and this past weekend, there were some NFL games. Now there's a new MVP favorite. There was a major quarterback injury, and there's a new number one team in the AFC. The Heisman finalists were announced. That's right. Who's going to win? Who do we think is going to win? Should somebody else have been a finalist? Was somebody snubbed? These things. Uh, All those things we're going to talk about, all that good stuff. Uh, The CFP rankings were revealed. Was FSU snubbed? What was our what's our take on that? Even as Bama fans, um, and we'll take a look at the other New Year Six games as well. So we'll sit back, uh, enjoy the first episode of the Two Point Take. All right, so let's get started by diving straight into these these NFL games that we talked about just a moment ago. Uh, so for starters here, what happened? Um, do you want to tell them what happened? Oh this man! All right, so so a couple things. The first thing is that the 49ers absolutely destroyed the Eagles. I mean, they didn't they didn't just be the Eagles. They destroyed the Eagles in Philly in a very rainy, tough environment. Um, it was a beatdown. Yeah, it was it, it was a beatdown. They uh, a quote from uh, Debo Samuel last year in the uh, NFC title game, he said so I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said that the if they had their quarterback, they would have destroyed the Eagles. And they did. They did with their quarterback. That, that's exactly that's right. exactly what happened. Um, along that note, there was a game played. It was, I believe, Sunday night. The Chiefs lost an arrow or in uh, not arrow Lambeau Field. Lambeau. That's right. Packers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and Jordan Love might have outplayed Mahomes. Um, I think he did. I think it's pretty clear that he did. Um, I had I had Mahomes on fantasy, unfortunately, mm. and it, it was very clear that uh, Jordan Love outplayed Mahomes all day. What um, what is it? What the the Packers now they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and now they have Jordan Love and they might not have missed a beat at all. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just something with it. You know, I, I saw a stat the other day that that through you know a certain amount of games, uh, Jordan Love has very similar stats compared to Aaron Rodgers did his his first you know eight games or ten games or whatever it was. It's um, insane. It's something about Lambeau. I mean, there's got to be something in the air. There's got to be something in, in the... It's the... You know, uh, it might be the cold. It's the cheese curds. <laughs> it's the cheese curds. <laughs> it it exactly literally might it. be the cheese. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Jordan, but Jordan Love, he he balled out. Uh, he he really did ball out for sure. Uh, so there's some controversy. Da da controversy. Oh, I know the camera went right in and out just <laughs> to, to right. emphasize. If you're not watching the video only version, you're probably not missing out for this episode. <laughs> but uh, well, not video only, but the video version. But the during I believe it was the final play of the Chiefs versus Packers game. There's a potential. There was a potential missed pass interference. I did not watch the game. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if it was the last play, but it was indefinitely within the last couple of minutes, probably within the last Was it the minutes. Chiefs' last play? Uh, yeah, it was something like that. Uh, it was, It was. you know, probably a 40, 50-yard bomb for Mahomes down to, like, the two- or three-yard line. Uh, and and it was It was definitely a P.I. Um, I mean, you watch what he did. I mean, he just jumped on that man, um, that cornerback. I mean, he kind of jumped right on him. Um, was most likely a PI, uh, but you know if you look at it, if you look at the game right before that, um, there was a uh, a penalty for a late hit on Mahomes. He was still in bounds. Okay, um, it, it goes both ways, and honestly, for me, you know what, seeing the Chiefs lose because of bad refs. For it, once, it's kind of, yeah, exactly. It's kind of it's for kind of once. bittersweet because all all they've done is is. You know, win because of, of bad refs. So not all, not all, not all the time. Not yeah, all the time. That, that doesn't not. that doesn't you know why they win every time. But but I, you know you've seen it several times. They win because of the refs and uh, yeah. So so I it's kind of bittersweet. Didn't that happen in the playoffs? Who was it against last year? Um, well, okay. Honestly, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was gonna say you make an argument happening against um, the Eagles. Happening against the Eagles. That late defensive holding. Um, it happened. I feel like it happened in the Bills or no the was it the Bills? It was the Bengals. I think it happened in the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals game too. I, I remember it was the defensive the, holding or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that, and it got them in a field goal range. Too, yeah, um, so in that game. Yeah, it was it was stupid, um, ridiculous. So but, that's why I don't really feel that bad <laughs> about about I'm it happening Chiefs, this yeah, week. For, we're sorry, Chiefs fans. Sorry, Chiefs fans. But uh, y'all been doing it to everybody else. So exactly, exactly. But um, when I when uh, when I mentioned a minute ago, there's a new number one team in the AFC. If you want to pull up. Pull it up. I'll tell you uh, exactly who it is now because last night it was the Jaguars, and during the Jaguars game, Trevor Lawrence suffered what is believed to be a sprained right ankle. Um, it oh, could yeah. be a fracture. Some some doctors are saying, uh, but we we have not got confirmation on the fracture. So take that with a uh, complete grain of salt. Um, but the uh, the Bengals won. I believe it was 31-28 final score um, without their without Joe Burrow. You know Joe Burrow's out for the season. But because of the um, the uh, elimination, or, or sorry, the loss to the Jaguars or to the uh, Bengals, the Jaguars dropped all the way from first down to fourth in the AFC, and the Miami Dolphins, with their dominant performance over my Washington Commanders, yeah. are now the number one team uh, in the AFC at nine and three. Which yeah, you know it's you know they also absolutely curb stomp my Panthers, so I'm I'm right there with you. They're a dominant team. Um, I mean, you've. I mean, literally, all that they do is screw it. Tyreek Hill, he's somewhere. He's out somewhere. There. He's somewhere out there. If he's not out there, you know what's out there? Jalen Waddle. He's right down there on the That's other right. side of the That's field. right. They they have they are stacked on offense. Um, Tua is is finally. I, I maybe finally is not the greatest word, but he's he's really starting to make some really amazing progressions um, as far as just you know making the right reads, making better throws, things like that. He's this is this is finally the year. 
um, especially that we get to see his arm because Tariq Hill is open. He's open 30, 40 yards downfield on most plays. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're a dominant team for sure. He's really coming into himself here. Uh, he's really looking like uh, the Tua I remember back at Bama. Um, yeah. Not the national championship game in 2019, but every, pretty much every other game besides that. Uh, he, yeah, he's just, he's, he's feeling, he looks a lot more comfortable in the system. He looks a lot more yeah, protected exactly. this year. Um, oh, for sure. He and I think not. I think this also comes is is credit to um, McDaniel's system and McDaniel's just getting better at coaching. And I think at, a, at his age, he's just going to keep getting better. And the the question is not it is not will the Dolphins fall off in his system. To me, it's more so will the league be able to evolve to him because I think McDaniel's is just going to keep getting better and. Unless, if he stays stagnant with the way he's calling games and the way he's, he's scheming things offensively and defensively, I think that um, I think it'll, it'll take the lead to evolve to force McDaniels to make any changes because that, that team is dominant. Uh. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, know, I, you know, you also see just kind of their running back play. I mean, you, you saw especially the, the few-week boom kind of maybe early, maybe middle of the season with Mostert. I mean, they, they are dominant on offense, and you see – how you know McDaniel's has kind of implemented this this really big kind of motion heavy offense, confusing defenses, and and you know I I, I think personally, and I don't know if there's there's many numbers on this, but that has been shown around the league more and more this year. And I mean I, I even we were at the uh, SEC championship game. We'll talk about this later, but I even saw a lot of, a lot more motion than I expected there um, right. from both sides, especially Alabama, and so. I think that, that he has definitely revolutionized kind of offenses in this way of, of implementing motions, confusing defenses more and more. Um, you know, you, you get them off their feet, you know, you get them going, why, why, why? And, and as soon as you do that, you snap the ball, they have no idea what's going on. So if, if he can keep defenses like that, man, then, uh, then yeah, the Dolphins are going to go far. And here we are talking about um, a great offense from the Miami Dolphins in a year where <laughs> offense is on a down, is a down yeah. motion. It's actually going down, like offensive performance is at its lowest in a long time. Um, but earlier, uh, when I was talking about our points today, I mentioned that there is a new favorite for the MVP in the NFL, and it's right. not who you think. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to that um, 49ers-Eagles game, and we'll talk about the MVP, because the favorite to an MVP now, uh, well, it was Dak Prescott until that game happened, and now the favorite is... Uh, Sorry, I'm blinking here. Brock Purdy. I want to say Debo Samuel. It's Brock Purdy. He's at Brock plus. Purdy. You're going to find him at plus 300 at most sports books. So yeah. if you want to, if you're a believer in Brock Purdy, um, those might be the, the uh, I'd say plus 300. I think you might find him at plus 325 some places. So if yeah. you can find that, if you want to make that bet, that's that's <laughs> your route. Uh, 325, 300. I've seen him at 250 at some sports books. Yeah. So if you're le- if you're looking to bet for Brock Purdy to be MVP of the 2023 NFL season, you might want to buy it <laughs> fast because we're not we don't have much time left. Yeah, you know, um, I really like Brock. I mean, especially you know, an amazing story being Mister Irrelevant, you know, all that stuff. But I, I have a couple arguments against him being MVP. Um, again, as a Panthers fan, I think McCaffrey has has went off this year, which McCaffrey going off is like is normal, but him. I think he's kind of been at that next level, you know, since the fact he's been able to stay healthy this year for the first time um, in, a, in a couple years. And uh, I also would argue uh, Tariq Hill may, may be able to go for MVP. He, I saw a thing earlier. He's on, uh, on side to hit 2,000 yards 
And yeah. It never happened before. I think I think if he hits that, I don't think it's a question of, of who gets MVP or not. I think well, it has to be him. It should. But I think the way the league is trying to, it's a quarterback award now, and that sucks. Yeah, exactly. That sucks for a lot of people. Um, but I think it is. I think it's, it's like the Heisman. It's, it's exactly. a quarterback award except for a few special cases. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, I, I see a lot of, of arguments. You know, is he assistant QB? You know, he's got an amazing cast around him. Um, I, I totally get it, and I, and I kind of agree with it in some points. But also, you know, it's not like Lance was was putting up Purdy numbers, you know, whenever he was in with a with a similar roster. Maybe not having McCaffrey um, or you know some of the other guys, but but honestly, I think Purdy is is also balling out. That uh, I think he does have a case. Maybe not favorite, at least in my opinion, but I think he definitely doesn't have a case for MVP. I think um, I think saying Brock Purdy is the MVP of the NFL is like saying Hawkeye's the best player in the Avengers. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's there. He does yeah. a pretty good job, but I mean, he's got the Hulk. He's got Iron Man. Right. Yeah, Captain exactly. America around him, but you know, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, um, I'd love I'd love to see more of Brock Purdy. You know, just kind of looking at this, they had six straight touchdown drives um, on Sunday against the Eagles. Um, I think they had over like 500 yards of offense. Um, it's it, it's a tough. They they look good. Um, the, this offense is is insane. Um, very very smart. Very good offense there as well. Um, I know we were just talking about offenses going down, but now here we are talking about two of the best teams <laughs> here in yeah. offenses in the league. But um, but no, they they look great. I think that uh, I think that he is a case for it, but. If it was me, I, I don't know if I'd vote for him. I still want to see the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Now, um, on the note of MVPs, the Heisman finalists. That's right. We're announced to the uh, MVP of, of college. Of college football. Yeah. Uh, so if we have, in no particular order, Jaden Daniels, yep. Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, you know, um, just kind of throw in some. some Quick stats out there, um, out of out of all of those quarterbacks, Michael Penix Jr. has the most passing yards. Um, he's got the most passing yards. Uh, he's got thirty three passing touchdowns, which is actually the least um, out of the uh, three quarterback finalists. Um, but you know, thirty six total touchdowns, which is again the least has has three rushing. Um, but he's balled out. I mean, obviously, I mean Washington. You know, being number two in the country isn't easy. Uh, you know, especially with everything that's going on this yeah. year, um, well, I like him, but I don't know if I like him enough to see if he could uh, if he'll win the Heisman. I I think he has absolutely zero shot to win. But I will say that something that is not I don't think is talked about enough, and uh, we we might we can talk about it uh, when we when we cover uh, the rankings. But real quick, um, in college football, it's rare. It's a rarity when you play a team twice in a season. Right. Um, but when you do, historically speaking, the it, it goes. 50-50. You That's win exactly one, right. you it's hard to sweep one. Team. It's hard to sweep. And that Washington team, it, it's a, they surprised everybody. I think I don't think many people um, predicted them to win in the fashion that they did. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think many people predicted them to win in general. Oh yeah. I you know I do pick I do a pick them and unfortunately I picked uh, the Oregon Ducks. But Zach right. a, can can attest. Literally, I think it was like a minute before kickoff. I looked at him and I was like, "Man, something's telling me Washington's about to win." <laughs> That's, that is true. I can it, attest to that. It, 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 it yeah. just, if, ah, uh, gosh, my, uh, I should, I should have swapped. But they, <laughs> yeah. So if, uh, if there was an award for that, they would, he would, for doing crazy things. 
Michael Penix has done a lot of crazy things this year that um, aren't going to show up in the stats. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, especially when when playing a team like Oregon, you know, getting being doubted, you know, being in a, in a neutral site, you're playing them away and then playing them in a neutral site, beating them twice, that's rare. Uh, I think in, in any level of football, whether it be college or NFL, I mean, I mean, sweeping a team is very difficult to do. Um, and Michael Penix Jr., the way that Washington has implemented them into their system um, has been incredible. You know, I mean, you compare what he did at Indiana University to here, and you're like, man, it's two totally different teams, obviously, um, and the way that they're using them. You know, he also faced some injury issues there at IU, but but the way he's been played, the way that they, they've, you know, kind of made the team around him uh, has been phenomenal, and it's clear uh, that they uh, deserve to beat Oregon twice. Yeah, absolutely, and they des- they deserve the uh, the playoff spot, no doubt about it. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, now... Before we get to, I think we should, before we get to the other two quarterbacks, I think we should touch on Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. had yeah. an absolutely incredible season for a receiver. Yep. Uh, to, uh, he, looked, he had about 1,200 yards, uh, 18.1 average yards per catch. Yep. 14 receiving touchdowns, two carries for 26 yards, and one touchdown in only 12 games. He didn't play in his conference championship. Um, now, for comparison, uh, we have here Devontae Smith, who did win the Heisman as a receiver back in 2020. Uh, he had 1,800 yards in his uh, his season, which was only 13 games the entire season. So just one more game. Right. Um, 15.9 yards per catch, 23 receiving touchdowns, and four carries for six yards and one touchdown. So the stats, I'd say the pace. Um, I'd say Marvin Harrison Jr., just from, from my eye and not running a lot of math, would probably, if he played full season, if he played conference championship in two uh, playoff games, including the Natty, like um, Devontae Smith did, I'd say they'd end up with around the same. Uh, the stats are kind of they're they're similar enough that I think Marvin Harrison could get 600 yards in three games. Um, but I don't think Marvin Harrison's going to win. I don't think he's going to come third. I think he'll finish fourth here in the votes. Uh-huh. I do think that there's an argument to be made that that spot, that fourth final spot, could have gone to either. Um, Jordan Travis at Florida State, or possibly Jalen Merrill at Alabama. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. I don't think Marvin Harrison being the finalist um, is anything other than a pat on the back to him by giving him the finalist spot. Yeah, you know, honestly, you know, whenever we were looking at this, especially comparing him to Devontae Smith, you know, last receiver to win it and last receiver to win it in a long time, like at least fifty years. Yeah. It was you know, I just, I personally just don't see it. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is having an amazing season. There's no doubt about it. But I don't, I don't know if it's that Heisman level quite yet. Um, and, and you know, it, it. I mean, you look at it. Thirteen games against Devontae Smith. Thirteen games and over eighteen hundred yards. I mean, you can't argue with that. I mean, he's also got. He also had over, you know, nine more touchdowns, uh, receiving touchdowns. Yeah, a little bit less yards per catch, but. But I mean, you know, fifteen and eighteen. I mean, that's still that's still a first down every you know every play. So, you know, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. I th- I I maybe disagree about fourth. I think there there could be an argument that he should be third. Um, Who would you put fourth, Penix? Yeah, I would say probably Penix. Uh, I was thinking about Bo Nix, but honestly, I think Penix. He's got he's got more interceptions uh, than Bo Nix. He's less of a Less touchdowns, less you know completion percentage or lower completion percentage, 
a little bit more passing yards, but honestly, it's so close. It's it's not a big di a difference. So I would say, yeah, probably Marvin Harrison Jr. at three and, and Michael Penix Jr. At I four. think um, a lot of people listening just probably gasp honestly, <laughs> by you saying Bonex at four because I'm just gonna say it. I oh, I said Michael, but I meant Michael Penix Jr. No, at four, you said so. uh, between Bonex or Michael Penix. Oh four. yeah, well I was just I, and I'm only saying that by just looking at at this kind of immediately not not really thinking about it but no Bonex would not be three or four in my mind no I think Bonex is going to win um there's an argument for Jaden Daniels now the, the case against Jaden Daniels the big the big argument is that he lost three games uh-huh um and you can you can say well Bonex lost two games but Bonex also played an extra game because he earned his team a spot in the conference championship game something that uh <clears throat> that Jaden Daniels couldn't do at LSU this year um but I think that's something that should be talked about is that a lot of these voters for the Heisman submit their ballots before conference championships are being played. Right. Um, and I think because of that, uh, Bo Nix will have it in the bag. Now, I think a lot of people who voted after conference championship weekend would have voted for Jaden Daniels based off Bo Nix's performance in Vegas in the Pac-12 championship. Rest in peace to Pac-12. Um, yeah. But I, I just think my, my money right now, if, if you're looking for... Uh, who to put your money on? I if, and you want to take some random guy on the internet's uh, opinion. <laughs> okay. Mine would be put your money on Bo Nix. Um, yeah, I just I just don't see it. I don't think that uh, I don't think that Jaden Daniels. I mean, Jaden Daniels' stats I think are actually better. But I think when you look at it, it is as um as the MVP of college football, right? Bo Nix did all of these things and carried his team to twelve wins, right? Um, or eleven wins, eleven wins, but. But uh, Jane Daniels couldn't even get to double-digit ones, so I think that um, I think that's something that should be considered here. Yeah, you know, just looking at it, um, I'll be honest with you. I think Jane Daniels should win it. I mean, the fact he's got yeah, he's he's got thirty-eight hundred yards, but also has eleven 1, hundred rushing yards. I mean, that's that's insane. He's got forty passing touchdowns, the same as Bo Nix. Ten rushing touchdowns, Bo Nix has as six, so um, you know, fifty total against forty-six for Bo Nix. Um, just one more interception, uh, four intercep uh, four compared to Bonix is a three. Um, yeah, a little bit less of a completion percentage, but honestly, I think Jaden Daniels. You know, the thing about it with the schedule, like you were saying, just looking it up here, they played um, four top twenty-five teams and only won one of them against Mizzou um, uh, at Mizzou. And uh, you know, whatever, you, whenever you're going to be in the SEC, um, you know, you can't. Especially, you know, playing Ole Miss and, and especially Florida State, you know, coming out playing a different ACC team. But, you know, it, it's tough. I, I personally think that that he should win it because, yeah, he lost to Ole Miss, but he still put up, like, 49 points. Um, you know, 24, you know, the first week uh, against Florida State. But, but we're going to talk in a little bit later how teams evolve um, throughout the entire year. And so I think that that's, that's – Maybe not the best comparison. I, I think just from a from a player standpoint, uh, that that should be a factor, absolutely. But as a player standpoint, I got Jaden Daniels all day. Well, I just want to put this out here real quick. If we're look, we're looking at the stats right now, look look at these points. Okay, they put up fifty six against Georgia State. So that if this was all Daniels, which he has four hundred thirteen yards, so I'm going to assume he did at least most of that. That it would be eight touchdowns. That could be eight passing. He puts it's sixty two to nothing versus Army, right? That is, 
I, I couldn't tell you how many I'm not <laughs> But I mean, the numbers are a little bit inflated. And I, I know that was something that people were complaining about the Jaden Daniels hype as it started to build up by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, put 52 up against Florida. That, right? I mean, like, these are not great defenses. And then he's, they're just lighting it up. And I think they just kept him in the game most of the time to light up his stats for Heisman. I mean, the team literally made up graphics of, of, for him to get the Heisman, like, middle of the season, preseason or something. And I think that was something that they were trying to get him to get throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally, I totally get the argument. You know, he was in there a, a lot longer. Sure, you know, he played longer, but there's no way you can prove that he played more to for to stat pad. And so, kind of having that as part of a decision, you know, maybe, maybe that that statistic of, of playing time, maybe not be the best thing. Um, I know I wouldn't take that really into consideration. Um, if you're going to say that he lost, you know, three times. And then also say, well, he played too much in all the other games that he won. I, I think that that's kind of an oxymoron. Uh, you want him to play. You want him to see what he can do. And, uh, you know, have, have, you know, playing against Army, putting 62 on Army. Yeah, let him practice. You know, let it, let it run like the practice field of, of whenever you play at Alabama next week. So, you know, I, um, I, I totally get the argument. But I don't know if, if I was voting for the Heisman, how much I would take that into consideration. Just personally. That's just how I am. Right. Well... And, you know, it's each, so I guess, I don't know if the Heisman actually follows anything like guidelines like the committee. Yeah. Um, but whatever happens, happens. I don't know. I right. just know we'll that. We'll, we'll find out next week in the ceremony, I believe, is this Saturday. That's right. So, up next, we finally uh, can talk about the, the elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, That's right. Yeah, the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. Um, the college football playoff rankings were revealed. Oh, um, man. And I, okay. I think two things. Okay. I think uh, right off the bat, I think the committee got it right. Yeah. But I also think the committee got it wrong. <laughs> and let me uh -huh. explain. Okay. I think I truly believe that the Alabama Crimson Tide deserved a playoff spot. And I'm, I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of somebody who's just looking for the best teams in football. I believe they deserved it. I'm trying to put my bias to the side. However, I do believe that the Florida State Seminoles deserve to be in the college football playoff. So I, I think it really is truly that there was no true right answer unless yeah. you um, take Texas out of the picture. But Texas deserved to be in there, too. There, there, there was six teams that deserved a shot. Yeah. I think the Georgia Bulldogs deserved a spot, too. Uh -huh. But I think uh, when, when you're looking at it from a four-team uh, four bracket, right, there's a, um, a hierarchy. Yeah. And you could argue that the hierarchy should have been Florida State over uh, Alabama. But when, when you beat the committee's number one team in the country... Um, I think that that puts up a bigger, puts you up the hierarchy when you only put up, I believe, 16 points um, against uh, Louisville. Louisville and um, the ACC title game. Yeah, you know, I mean, watching the ACC title game, um, especially after attending the SEC title game, you know, uh, you always heard, you always hear like the SEC game or SEC championship game is as big of a game and as big of a deal as the national championship. And, you know, whenever, you know, going there in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz, and it is, even though it's in Georgia, in the heart of Georgia, it is truly a um, neutral site. You know, it is very 50-50, and you, and you can tell that. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, I heard the argument, oh, well, they only, they only won by three. Yeah, but they beat the number one team in the country who had won 29 games in a row, and they had done it in a, in a truly neutral site. You know, so we go and we watch it, and then we go back home and we watch the ACC game and 
You know, I mean, they were tied at three at the end of the third quarter, or in the middle of the third quarter. They only you know? put up fifty-five passing yards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm Go sorry, ahead. but if that's going to be your last uh, kind of nail in the coffin of you know this is what's going to get us in the playoffs, that's not enough. Having fifty-five passing yards just simply isn't enough. And you know, you put them against any defense, I think, in the top six. You know, I know they're five, but even including Georgia in that. I, with where they are right now in this moment in time, they are not one of the top four teams in the country. And I would argue, maybe not. Maybe they don't deserve five. I would argue it may make sense. You know, I think the only reason they're above Georgia is because they won the, the ACC game, right? Yeah, but they are. I, there's. I. I don't see the argument that they, they are better than Georgia. Other than that, as a team, where they are right now, I think they should have been left out just because of the of the four. The, the four uh, team bracket, how it is. Though I really wanted them to be in, but there's four teams. There's, there's no way they're top four. I think uh, to your point a minute ago where you said that, you know, Alabama didn't, might not deserve to be in or some people's argument because they only beat Georgia by three. Uh, real fast, I want to say that, for the record, uh, I think three points is not the game. If you watch the game and oh yeah, in the future, absolutely. I think we might do film breakdown so we can talk. We can show uh, show the tail of the tape really. But yeah, uh, Georgia scored a touchdown with about two fifty two left on the clock, giving Alabama the ball. They just ran the clock out, plain yeah, and simple. But absolutely, Alabama dominated that game after the fir- after Georgia's first drive. They defensively controlled oh, yeah. the ball. They just kept it was a constant three and out. Or if it wasn't a three and out, then. They would get the they would get the stop on downs before they could even get in the field goal range. Yeah. And um, when they were on offense, they were just running the ball. I mean, playing oh, yeah. it simple, they were the just they re- they ran it down Georgia's throats that game. And um, yeah, they just they it was it was a pretty dominant uh, performance. The score doesn't say that. And to your credit uh, about Florida State saying that they possibly shouldn't be five. I think five is um, a gift for winning your conference undefeated. I think so, I too. Think yeah, that I agree with that. There's an argument to be made if we're ranking based on the team that we have now. Because when you look at the final four, the, 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 the basis is that we're putting the four best teams right now, right? Uh-huh. Do we are we looking at the top 25 as the four best teams right as the top 25 best teams right now, too? Because if yeah. that's the case, Florida State, uh, I could see them possibly falling to eight. Uh, I think you yeah. could put Georgia, Ohio State, and Oregon over yeah, Florida State. Yeah, absolutely. Current, totally current, agree. Um, style, the, the current football they're playing. Their defense is good, but, I mean, they, they played uh, ACC schools. I want to – I don't know. We'll see, in, we'll see in the Orange Bowl. They can prove me wrong. If they beat Georgia in the Orange Bowl, I think they have absolutely every right to claim themselves as the national champions, uh, just like UCF did in 2017-2018. Yeah. Um, now we talked about that, uh, so let's talk about real quick why we think that uh, Alabama deserved it. Um, because I know there's a lot of people talking right now saying, well, oh, they, they, they won on a prayer against Auburn the week before. I mean, they hadn't really dominated anybody. And yeah. to their point, that I guess that is, that's, that is, um, that is an argument that can be made. I don't think that a lot of people who, I guess, are gonna, I'm going to use the term casual football fans, um, Understand what it's like to play a football game in Jordan Hare uh, for against Auburn, which Georgia found out this year. They only won by seven. Yeah. Against Auburn, which is the same team that lost, got blown out by New Mexico State. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. It is a tough, tough environment to yeah. play there. Um, a lot of voodoo magic and stuff goes down <laughs> in Auburn, but um, they came away with it, and that that's not luck. Uh, Coach Saban says it's uh, to paraphrase here. Uh, luck is really when uh, it's just preparation. 
Um, I think he said something along the lines at one point that it's luck is like uh, when preparation meets opportunity. That's right. And that's that's exactly what that play uh, Great Digger was when they got the 31-yard completion into the end zone, which was, uh, gosh, it was miraculous. It was, it was great. It was a miracle. It was, a, it was the Melrose it, miracle. It was a great, great moment uh, as an Alabama fan personally to watch. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my favorite Iron Bowls. Um, but even though that happened, I still know I'm about to have to hear about the kick six for the rest of my life. <laughs> for the yeah. rest of my life. No. Yeah, you know, um, why Bama deserved it over Florida State, again, this kind of just goes back to what we were saying. You know, if you're going to put up 55 passing yards in your conference game against Louisville, I mean, that doesn't really speak – that speaks less of a volume than beating the number one team in the country. Right, who who beat who's you know one who hasn't lost in what two years or something? I mean, I mean that I feel like that doesn't you can't compare that. Um, it's it's an apples to orange comparison, and uh, it's very unfortunate. Um, again, uh, you know, being a being a fan growing up watching Chapel Hill and, and ACC football, you know, I mean, I like ACC football, and I think ACC football is good. I think it it's not the worst conference, but. You know, I've seen people say, well, the SEC had a down year. I think you could make the same argument about the ACC. I mean, North Carolina sucked at the second half of the year, which unfortunately is just how it's been the last couple of years with Mac Brown. But also, Clemson was not very good, right? You know, they lost, what, four or five games? So whenever you take them out, you know, NC State was doing a little bit better, you know, and then Duke was doing really great. And then, you know, they kind of fell off again also after, you know, the second half of the season whenever their quarterback got hurt. I don't think that saying the SEC had a down year is, is a good argument at all. I think the ACC also did. And also, you know, the, the stat of, you know, ACC teams beat more SEC teams or whatever it was. It, it's not about just conference, you know. I mean, it's about Florida State versus Bama, right? Right, resume and, to resume. Right, re- resume yeah. to resume comparison. You know, I think that that's just kind of that stat in itself, you know, I think they're six and four ACC versus SEC or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think that that's just, it's just another detail that doesn't really matter. It shouldn't matter. Um, just about conference. Uh, these are the four best teams. Um, according, and again, according to the committee, Georgia was the number one team in the country. Throughout and, the entirety of the poll, except for yeah, one weekend. Yeah, throughout, like, basically the whole year. And I, I don't know about it last year, but probably throughout a lot of it last year. Um, and so if, if, if you're going to go beat them, who had been number one for you know, a year and a half, I don't that, that is that speaks more volumes, at least to me. Um, and, and I think that, that hopefully my ties to ACC show that I have a little bit less bias uh, towards Bama. But, but I mean, really, it, it's kind of an apples to orange comparison. Um, as of right now, who were the four best teams? I don't th- again, Florida State and, and what what Lonnie was saying earlier, Ohio State's better than them. Like yeah. there's no doubt about it. Just because they they lost one game and it was to Michigan, right? Um, yeah. I think it was at Michigan too. Yeah, exactly at Michigan, right? I mean, I just don't think it, it's a great comparison. Um, I think if you just look at the, the facts of of what happened, then yeah, um, I think that that Bama it's it's sort of clear that Bama does deserve to be an over Florida State. And I, I'm happy about that, but honestly, it's getting me very. All this chaos is getting me very, very excited uh, for the playoffs next for year. Jay. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, gosh, yeah, the yeah, 12 playoffs next 12 year. Team. Um, 
gonna gonna be gonna be really fun. Gonna be gonna be really interesting. Uh, I, I heard some some talk. I know there's some uh, good things and some bad things about it. But honestly, I think that it's uh, it's really gonna improve the game and and uh, give more people, especially in scenarios like this, which I I personally think because of things like NIL and the transfer portal. You know, college football is headed to chaos years like this. Probably a lot of years. Um, a long time. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's uh, gonna gonna really help the game of college football. I think. Uh, well, I I know real quick that um, I was listening to Joel Klatt earlier, um, sports commentator and um, sports analyst, and he actually mentioned that to his knowledge, ESPN has not sold the television rights yet for those first playoff games that are going to be played on college campuses because apparently they are asking for a really uh, hefty price that's not actually really worth what's estimated to come in. Mm-hmm. So that is, I guess, something interesting to note. They do still have a two-year contract with ESPN and ABC for the semifinals and the national championship over the next two years. Uh-huh. So 2020, uh, 2027 is when we might see a little shift of maybe the playoff goes to CBS or something like that. Or yeah. I think it'll just, I think it'll probably just stay with uh, ESPN. I think they'll, they'll, Disney will pay that money. Um, something real quick. Uh, so one thing we wanna, I wanna try to make a, as a thing on the show, and if you guys hate it, let us know. <laughs> um, this is, I'm going to be, we're each gonna have the opportunity to do something called a two point try. Uh, I don't know if Zach had one prepared for today, <laughs> but I do have one prepared for Zach. Okay. We just talked with, well, for starters, the two point try is a trivia question, and basically, if he gets it right, it's two points, and we'll keep score throughout uh, the year uh-huh. or the season of the show. And uh, well, you know, maybe we'll we'll crown a winner at the end of this the yeah. first season of this podcast. So earlier, you mentioned that Georgia has not lost in twenty nine games until Alabama. Yeah, which the they their last loss before Alabama uh-huh. West Alabama in the SEC championship twenty twenty one. Yep. When was the last time that a team not named Alabama beat Georgia? Oh man! Um, and can you name who it was? Yeah, that's that's the oh, really good part. Um, last time. Georgia lost. I'm trying to think. So they went undefeated last year. Uh, so that would have been to 22-23, yeah. And then the year before. They played LSU in the SEC title game last year. Right? Yes. Yeah, so they played LSU, and then obviously Ohio State, and then, of course, TCU. Um, and then the year before that was when they lost to Bama, and that was their only loss that year. So yes. this would have been three years ago. Wow. Um, where did they go undefeated then? Uh, I actually do not know the answer to this at all. I'm, I'm probably probably going to look really stupid. So, so this is the last time they were beat by a school not named the University of Alabama. Not named the University of Alabama. That's right. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm going to go for a curveball. Can I? Can I just go year? Am I allowed to go year, or do I have well, to go? I think go, no. You got to go uh, school. Specific. Year in school. Year in school. Uh, so year, I'm going to say. Uh, I'll say like. Let's see. So that would have been last year. To, would have been two to three. I'll say like 2020. Okay, the year is um, correct. It, I, it, it was, was November 7th, 2020. November 7th of 2020. Oh, man. Could it have been like... I'm trying to think of who they would have played kind of earlier. You said November 7th. November. So, so a little... Okay, on the second half of the season. Um, I'm going to say... Do I get any hints? Do I know if they're SEC? I, I, um, I'm going to well, say like... I will say this. I will okay. say this. In 2020, at least... I believe it. I think it was all conferences, but I think everybody played a conference only schedule. So it. Was oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you might be right. So, uh, it's not Alabama. That's that's the rule of this. I'm gonna guess, uh, maybe Ole Miss or LSU. 
Um, no. Neither of those nope. teams. It was the Florida Gators. Um, wow. So I, think Florida, they, I, think they, I think Florida blew them out. Florida ended up going on to lose in the SEC title game. That's right. You're, you're right. They yeah. also lost. That's exactly right. Georgia also lost uh, to Alabama that season at, at Tuscaloosa at Bryant Dunning Stadium. That's right, um, yeah. And next wow. year, Georgia will be coming back to Bryant Dunning Stadium uh, for a home game, uh, run away game, but a home game for Alabama. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Alabama has the potential to take them out of the conference championship game next year. Yeah, um, didn't even think about that. Things go with Texas and Oklahoma. So that'll be a really pivotal game uh, for the 12-team playoff next season. Yeah, you know, um, I, I didn't know that, that it was Florida. And, you know, again, I think that just goes more to speaking volumes of, of how big of a deal Bama beating Georgia was. I mean, they haven't lost since November of 2020. I mean, we were all wearing masks still whenever oh, yeah. Georgia last lost to a team not named Alabama. So we'll call that um, goal line stand there. <laughs> yeah, um, so I... Uh, I don't get it, even though I should get one point, but it's it's fine. Should have took uh, the field goal. <laughs> yeah, I, I shut up. I should have taken the field goal. Um, but no, I, I think that you know, talking about just the how it'll be next year. Um, next year, you know, SEC is not going to have SEC East or West. Just the SEC at this point. Um, going to change the game. The game. The game is going to be very different. Uh, I think. I think different games like that will have more. Uh, there will be more stakes to it. More consequences. Uh, yeah, more, more consequences. And, and I think, you know, I see people kind of against the 12-point the or 12-team uh, playoffs. You know, they say, oh, well, games like Michigan and Ohio State aren't going to mean as much. And, and I get that. But you're going to take just a little bit away from that, and then you're going to give more to, you know, Bama at Georgia or even, like, Iowa versus some random, like, whoever is, you know, eight or nine, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that year so you know this year against I don't know who eight or nine but any old Miss game I mean any any of these top 15 games even whenever they're playing whoever uh, they're, they're gonna have a lot more stakes so I think you sacrifice a little bit with the game uh, of like a Michigan Ohio State for example but I think you add on to a lot more games and this is going to to improve with that um, you know given that that the 12 best teams yeah and um and we really went off the off the ball there. We were going down the rabbit hole, but uh, we we started this conversation with the college football playoff. That's uh, right. So I want to talk specifically about the, the two semifinals. We have the the first one up is Michigan number one Michigan versus number four Alabama in the uh, Rose Bowl. Yep. And then we have the number two Washington Huskies versus the number three Texas Longhorns in the Allstate Sugar Bowl. Yeah. At I think. 845. 845, yeah. So those games probably, I think the uh, I think the Michigan, the, the Rose Bowl might run into the uh, the Sugar Bowl and we might have a delayed kickoff there. But, probably um, will. That's how it typically happens, I feel like, for most of these. I am going to give my thoughts. Uh, I, I, I'm going to give, I don't know if Zach will want to give any, but I'm going to give stupid betting advice. Uh, <laughs> which I'm going to try to do that each episode. But uh, I, my... I'm going to tell you more so who I'm rolling with. And if you want to jump on the bandwagon, you're more than welcome to. So I'm not betting on Texas-Washington. I'm going to put that on the record. I have no clue. <laughs> but uh, the line right now as a recording, um, well, sorry, the, the spread for Alabama-Michigan, I got it at, I got Alabama at plus one. And then I got uh, the under, which I believe was 47 and a half. And I feel like that is a no-brainer. I think this game is going to be a defensive showdown. Uh-huh. I think it's really going to be who can run the ball. And I think Alabama will just be able to run the ball on, yeah. on Michigan a lot more. I think Blake Corum's great. I think he's super talented. But if we take a look at the film from the Georgia-Alabama SEC title game, 
Georgia could not run the ball. Yeah. It was exactly. evident. They could yeah. not move the ball at all. They had to try the air, and the Alabama secondary is possibly the best secondary in the country. Uh-huh. Uh, if we look at the clip, when Michigan found out they were playing Alabama, they were ha- not mad. They, they were not happy. They were mad. Yeah, they, they were, were upset. They, uh, uh, yeah. I have it on good authority that before that clip played, they were actually doing the tomahawk chop in there. Tomahawk chop in there. Uh, tomahawk chop. So they were definitely thinking they were getting Florida State. They really wanted uh, to play Florida State. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know. I just think Alabama wins that game. And for a pick straight up between Texas and Washington, for me, I think um, gosh, Washington's offense is elite. I think that's no, there's no doubt. Their te- their defense is not as elite, but their defense can make the plays when they need to. Look at the Oregon, uh-huh. uh, Washington Pac-12 title game if you want a point of reference. Yeah. So, but I think I'm gonna take. I think I'd take Texas, and I think it'll. I think it'll be a nail biter. I think that'll be the best semifinal. Yeah. Um. You know. I, to to your point, I mean, we just watched Bama just run it down George's throat all day, and with Michigan, you know. Not having a great, you know, passing offense, um, I, I just think that that it's 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 Bama, um, especially with seeing the last couple of years how Michigan has been in these playoffs. I mean, it, it's it's disappointing um, the last what two or three years now, yeah. where it's just they go in and they just you know they just don't know what they're doing. They lose and Bama, you know, being behind Nick Saban, who's who's been here plenty of times. You know, probably now seven, six or seven times. Um, you know, here in the in the CFP kind of four playoff bracket era, this I, I think Bama is is a no brainer, but I don't think that this will be. Uh, I think this will be a close game. Uh, probably will be a defensive game. Um, I think honestly, the the Bama Georgia game was a very defensive game. Uh, I think this Absolutely. could be similar, maybe a little bit more scoring, uh, but I don't know, very similar. So I, I'll go with Bama for that game. Honestly, for for the Sugar Bowl, man, I don't know. The, these are both really, really good teams, and I think that there's not a. I don't. I don't think honestly for either of the games there's a wrong pick necessarily, uh, but I think for the Sugar Bowl, want to create a little bit of drama. I'll go with Washington. Okay. Give it the Huskies. Give them the Huskies. Well, I'll say this too. Um, I don't. You said that. Uh, that I think there might be a little bit more offense in this game between Alabama and Michigan than Alabama and Georgia. I'm the opposite. I think it's going to be like I think like I said all defense, and I I think that. Um, something I told Zach before the uh, SEC title game was I think really that whoever gets to 31st wins and nobody got to 30 Alabama got closer though um, and I think with this game it's whoever gets closest to 30 or who crosses the 30 margin first wins yeah. if I was going to give a score I could see Alabama winning this one I think it might be something along the lines of 27-21 I think for, I think Michigan will just they they go for a lot of um, fourth down conversions from what I've watched they try it a lot and I don't think it's going to work I don't, I don't think it'll work. But that's, yeah, and then Texas-Washington, I don't have a score. But <laughs> I hope it's great. I hope it's a good yeah. game. We need good semifinals. Yeah, Natty. yeah. I, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about score or anything like that. I think there there might be a little bit more offense um, here. I think it'll probably start off a little slow. Um, you know, there's going to be some nerves, you know, things like that. Uh, it's on January 1st, you know, so it's on the new year. Um, you know, I, I expect, you know, I mean, the players, they're just guys. So I get it. It's, there's going to be some nerves. You know, you're, you're going to want to do some things on December 31st. And, you know, uh, so I, I see it kind of being being probably starting off a little bit of, sl- of a slower game. But I, I just I don't see uh, I just don't see Michigan pulling this one out. Um, 
just seeing, you know, again, doubting Nick Saban doesn't work. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, we were there even at, at, even at college game day where, you know, even Kurt Herbstreit was like, man, it's Georgia. Nick Saban said, man, what about Georgia? <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, 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 you know, you can't really count them out against anybody as long as, you know, Nick Saban's there, of course. Uh, but I think this is, this is going to be a great game. I think uh, Texas-Washington will be a better game. Um, I like Michael Penix Jr. Um, I like his story. I like what he's done. I like what he's doing over there at Washington. And, uh, you know, not, not a big Texas fan, obviously, so I, I think i got to go with Washington. But, but I think both games are going to be very close. I honestly think Alabama-Michigan will probably be a three-point game. Um, I think it will be a three-point game, or it will be like a seven, ten-point game based off of like a last-minute like touchdown or field goal or something like that yeah. just to kind of put the game away. Um, and then Texas-Washington, I think that game could potentially be more of a shootout-like game. Um, the game will definitely have a little bit more offense. Um, I don't, you know, I think, I hope Washington will win, and I'd say, you know, it'll probably be three or seven. I think it'll be a little bit closer there. Yeah, yeah. And um, real quick, uh, when you said, a second, I just want to put this quote in here. Uh, a minute ago, you said that they, Kirk Kirsch said, Georgia, next day, said, what about Georgia? <laughs> uh, I, they asked Jalen Murrow um, before the SEC championship, they said, how does Alabama win this game? And he said, the real question we should be asking is, how does Georgia win this game? And he was right. He was 100% right on that. Uh-huh. Um, but with that out of the way, we'll come back to these um, at our first episode of the new year yep, of 2024 right. here in a little over, little over 20 days now. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about what picks we got right for the playoff, what picks we got wrong, because somebody here would be wrong. And uh, I do That's know right. we could both be wrong. We could we, both we very could both easily be, be wrong. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, it looks like we have a two-point – the two point, our two-point take of the day is going to be that we both picked Bama – to uh to, to beat Michigan. Oh yeah. Now, um, for sure in the Rose Bowl. Yes, yeah, for sure. Now going on to other bowl games, we don't have time to talk about all I think forty bowl games, but we do have time to talk about the other four New Year's six games. Uh-huh. So let's just quickly here uh go over who's in the game, what game it is and who we think's gonna win. So okay. like, we'll start from top to bottom with the uh <clears throat> with the uh by date. So we'll go with the Cotton Bowl first. Uh who do we got in it? Who do you got? Yeah, so the Cotton Bowl, December 29th at 8 o'clock, Missouri, number 9, or 7, Ohio State. Uh, I got Ohio State. Um, again, they only really lost to Michigan, um, and I think it was either by – I think it was by 7 or 10, and it was at Michigan. Um, Ohio State, you know, I, like we were talking about earlier with, with the whole kind of FSU kind of debacle of what's going on, I think, you know, they're, they're probably a better team than Florida State. And, uh, you know, they could easily be five or six, probably six, um, you know, if the whole Florida State thing didn't happen or if they had lost their conference championship game. But, uh, but yeah, I think uh, Ohio State takes this one away from Missouri. Uh, so we don't know who's playing. We don't know if our Harrison Jr. is playing at the time of the recording. But I oh, think I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't um, think about that. I think that even if they're playing, I think that Missouri's going to win. I think Missouri's going to okay. come up with the upset. I, I like Missouri in this game. I'm SEC homer, so I'm going to be rooting uh, for Missouri here. Okay. And I think it'll be a fun one. I do yep. think so. Up next, we have on December 30th, the next day at 12 o'clock Eastern, we have number 11 Ole Miss Rebels versus the number 10 Penn State, uh, I think Cougars. Um, yeah, Penn State Cougars. <clears throat> so I have uh, I'm SEC homer, right? So I'm going to take I'm going to take um, Mississippi here. Ole Miss. Ole yeah, Miss. why don't you put me down for Ole Miss, too? Put you down. Um, honestly, I think Penn State's a little bit overrated. <laughs> just, just being honest. 
Um, I think Ole Miss takes this one out and uh, they win the uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, the, the next game, and this might be the most um, interesting game to look at uh, as far as just the drama, is the Capital One Orange Bowl. Oh, oh, real quick, I just want to say I'm so sorry, Penn State fans. It's the Nittany Lions. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I just thought about that. I, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, but yeah, so, so number six, Georgia versus number five, Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Uh, man, honestly, I, I got Georgia. Um, I don't think, I don't know if many people have Florida State. I hope Florida State wins just to prove everybody wrong. But I, there's, I just don't see it happening. I don't see him beating Georgia. Um, would love to see it happen. But Georgia, you know, Florida State does have something to prove. And I think that that will give them a little bit of an edge. So I, I think it, they may be able to make it a closer game. Uh, but, you know, again, it, it, it is Georgia, um, uh, you know, against Florida State with their back to quarterback. So I'm going to go Georgia. I'm going to go uh, for the dogs in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Give me the dogs. Give me the spread. Spread opened at 14 points for Georgia. I'm gonna take the wow. spread, and I might actually, uh, I might take the over in that game. Okay. Uh, I think, and I think it'll be solely based because of Georgia's offense. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I think they'll just go all. I think they'll just drive uh, yep. down down the field against uh, that Florida State defense. Because, like I said earlier, I just don't think they got a good defense. I think they played ACC teams, and it looks good against ACC teams, but it won't look good against real SEC teams because they played LSU, who's not got a good defense, uh-huh. and they played Florida. Yeah. It doesn't have a good defense either. So. Uh, but next in our final New Year's Six Bowl game that is not a playoff game because we already covered those is the Virgo Fiesta Bowl which will be played on New Year's Day at 1 p.m. Eastern Time which will be the first game of the day after that we'll start the playoffs. Um, so we have the Sign number game. 23 uh, Liberty Liberty Flames versus the, uh, the Oregon Ducks. And Bo Nix is playing. He's already confirmed. Oh, okay. Okay. So I know that. yeah, he's not sitting out. Give me, uh, uh give me Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. No doubt about it. That one. Man, you know, watching Liberty, you know, watching that CUSA championship game, it was, it was exciting. It, it was a, it was a cool kind of fun game to watch. Um, to see them win the CUSA, I think now in their in their first year in the in the competition. Yeah, very first year. Um, you know, I. Uh, uh, you know, so it was a lot of fun, but it's Oregon. Um, you know, it, it's the Oregon Ducks, and and they are they are a good team. But I'm gonna go with the upset anyways. I'm going Liberty. Uh, uh, that that will be the one that I will follow my heart on, uh, and not my brain. So I, I'm gonna go Liberty, even though it probably won't happen. But but I'm gonna go Liberty. Um, I'm I'm also excited. You know, especially just to kind of see how this will play next year with the uh, you know the the best Group Five team. In the uh, in the playoffs, and I think this will be a good kind of sneak peek at what that's going to look like. Yeah. So overall, really good um, New Year's Six slate, and also there's a lot of really good bowl games. I highly recommend if you have the time, watch as many of them as you can. Just oh, enjoy yeah. it. We got about a two three weeks straight of college football. Enjoy it. I mean, we're not going to miss a day. So uh, yeah, that that'll be uh, that'll be a fun period of time. Yeah, but it will be a fun uh, last. Couple days to end the year, and then you know start off the uh, you know new year with the uh, with the playoff games for sure. Will be will be a great slate of games. So uh, I guess that is going to do it for the first episode of the two point take, take with uh, with me, Lani, and and Zach Barrier. Um, um, thank you guys for watching. Thank you all for watching, and we hope you tune into the next episode.